Hey FBC, I want to do something uh, special for Holy Week. I'd like to do daily devotions that walk us through Jesus' last week leading up to the cross. So we'll look at each of the events uh, that lead up to uh, lead up to the cross, and we'll look at different events each day. We're not going to cover all of the events. In fact, I'm going to limit myself to the Gospel of Mark, and we won't even cover everything that's in the Gospel of Mark uh, just for the sake of trying to keep these a little more concise. But we will cover, I think, the major themes that are going on as Jesus approaches the cross. And the first uh, day we're going to look at, of course, is Monday. And that is the day that we have uh, Jesus cleansing the temple and also the cursing of the fig tree. Now, what's interesting is how Mark puts these two stories together. He actually inserts the story of the cleansing of the temple in between two halves of the story of the fig tree. And that's a very common feature in Mark. He tells a number of stories that way. And it's a stylistic device that he uses to try to draw our attention to the fact that there are common themes that are running throughout uh, both of those stories and that we're to understand that they're connected. So let's take a look at these stories and see what, uh, see what Mark is trying to tell us. What theme is he trying to bring out by connecting these two stories together in this way? starts off with the story of the fig tree. On the following day, when they, the disciples, came from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, may no one ever eat from you again. And his disciples heard it. Now let's just stop for a second and note that it was not the season for figs. So there's nothing wrong with this fig tree uh, that it's not producing figs. It's, it's a pointer to the fact that Mark is, is wanting to get us to, to recognize this isn't really about figs and trees. It's about uh, something else that's going on. And that gets pulled out as we look at the story of the cleansing of the temple. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons, and he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be, a called, a, be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers? And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him, because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. You see, the people of Israel had an assignment from God, and that is they were to be God's representatives into the entire world, into all the nations. And so the temple becomes this place. It's not just about the worship of God, although that is its main function, but it is also about the people fulfilling their, their obligation, their calling to be a representative to all the nations. And the temple becomes a place where all the nations should come and worship God. But what was happening instead is the temple was becoming a place where people were profiting off of others as they came to worship. And the focus had become the, the making of money as opposed to the worship of God and fulfilling their obligations. And although it doesn't say this directly, I think there's a, a subtle hint here that uh, the religious leaders, 
were fully aware of what was going on. And uh, again, it doesn't say it explicitly, but but I think there's a hint that they endorsed what was going on. And one commentary even suggested that they were profiting from what was going on. Uh, I do think it's also worthy to note that they don't act against Jesus at this point, or, or at this point it brings out that they fear Jesus. And we're going to see that the issue of the fear of men, because that's how they understood Jesus, the fear of men is going to be a big theme through the course of Holy Week. And it's going to come up again and again. Well, Mark then takes us into the second part of the uh, fig tree story. As they pass by in the morning, so technically this is Tuesday morning, but Mark wants us to put all this together. They saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Here's what I think is the underlying theme that ties these stories together. It's the underlying theme of fruitlessness. The people of Israel were supposed to produce a certain type of fruit, but they had become so self-focused, they had become so self-centered that they cared more about enriching themselves than they did about worshiping God and reaching the people that they were called to reach. And the fruit tree is a symbol of that. Yes, it's, it wasn't supposed to be producing frigs, figs yet, but, but, but what you have is this tree that looks like it's, it's doing fine. It looks like it's okay. But, but Jesus is saying it is fruitless, and that is what the people of Israel have become and what the religious leaders have become. They have signs of life, but in fact, they are fruitless. So a couple of things to take away from this. One is we, you can have the appearance of life, but no fruit. And I think this calls me to examine my life. Where is it that I have the appearance of life, but I am lacking fruit? As I said, I, it, this also introduces, it just kind of subtly puts in there the issue of fear, and specifically the fear of men and how that's going to drive the religious leaders. There is the issue of faithfulness to God and to others, the, the invitation to pray and how to pray at the end. Jesus uses this opportunity to show them that, that, that they need to have complete faith in God. This isn't a blank check. This is, as we know in other places Jesus has written about prayer, this is about aligning yourself with God's will. And as we pray for those things, as we enter into God's plan and what God's work and what he is doing, which is what they were called to do with the temple, God answer those, will answer those prayers faithfully. But there's also an element of faithfulness to others. Notice that he ends this section about talking about forgiveness and our responsibility to forgive others who have sinned against us. And uh, the faithfulness to God should also be expressed in faithfulness to one another. So I think we come away from today's passage, or at least I do, with the challenge for how do I pray? I need to pray boldly and with confidence, and there are certain things that I know are a reflection of God's will. I know it is a reflection of God's will, 
that through all of the craziness of the coronavirus, that God would be glorified and his name would be made known so that people from all over the world would come and worship him. And I know that he prays that we would be united and that we'd be closer together in our relationships with one another because these are the themes that he's bringing out. And so I'm challenged on Monday to pray for those two things, for our world, uh, but especially for our church, uh, and especially the dynamic of us forgiving one another and drawing closer to one another. Well, I look forward to connecting with you on Tuesday. On Tuesday, we're going to see how the religious leaders responded to uh, Jesus cleansing the temple, and uh, we're going to see some of these themes start to get developed a little bit more. Hope you have a wonderful day, and I look forward to connecting with you tomorrow.